what sorts of expectations do the Iowa Wild have for 2021-2022? We find out today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to today's episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, we are free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and make sure to tell them Locked On sent you. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we take a look at the Iowa Wild when we talk with Ben Gesselson, the play-by-play voice of the Iowa Wild. Take a look at how the season has gone so far. Some of the familiar names for Minnesota Wild fans and how they are doing so far this season, as well as how the Iowa Wild have helped welcome the Iowa Heartlanders into the Minnesota Wild family. So uh, a Iowa Wild heavy show here today. Uh, of course, the Wild play tonight um, against the Vancouver Canucks. We'll have plenty of reaction to that coming up tomorrow. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with over a decade's worth of experience covering all things Minnesota sports. Happy to be along with you for a Tuesday edition of the show. And as mentioned, a special guest joining the show here today, Ben Gesselson, the play-by-play voice of the Iowa Wild, was uh, kind enough to stop by uh, to chat about how the season has gone so far. And we have uh, taken that kind of broken it up into a few different parts. Uh, First off, just looking at how the season has gone so far, some of the players who have impressed so far this season. Uh, We'll then shift our focus to some names that uh, Minnesota Wild fans may be familiar with and how they have done so far this season, and we'll finish talking uh, about how things have gone so far with the Iowa Heartlanders as part of the Wild family. So uh, a great conversation with Ben here today. Let's just hop right in and get right to it. We have a special guest joining today's episode of Locked on Wild, the voice of the Iowa Wild. Ben Gislason joining us to talk about how the season has gone so far and to look at some of the names that uh, Wild fans are, I'm sure, familiar with uh, from training camp. Uh, ben, first off, thanks for joining me. How are things going? They're busy, um, but you know what? Busy in our in our world is is fun. Uh, sometimes you you get used to the summer and you get used to relaxing and you enjoy it. But you get to July and you get through the fourth and you get into August and you start to spin your wheels a little bit. And so it's here. We are in the absolute thick of it now. We had the season opener two weekends ago down in Texas and an extremely successful home opening weekend against the Rockford Ice Hogs this past weekend with two huge wins, 6-3 on Friday and 5-2 on Saturday. It's a fun group watch right now, Seth, I can tell you what, and I know you know that. Um, it, it seems like it's a really, really terrific time to be a fan of either the Minnesota Wild or the Iowa Wild because the early goings of both seasons seem to be um, pointing in the, a really, really strong direction and an exciting direction for both clubs. Um, before we dive into kind of some of the results we've seen so far, what were the expectations for the team heading into this season? I know Iowa's had uh, some success over the last couple of years, but uh, what was what was the expectation level heading into this year? 
Well, I can, since I know we are being recorded, I'll, I'll explain it too for the audio listeners, but this was something that our, uh, our coach gave us at the beginning of the season. It's a, it's a Calder cup keychain, uh, and, and some, you know, teams, teams go around every year and I, I know that they say it elsewhere. We're going to win a Calder cup and, and I get it, but this organization and Tim army and his staff here have proven that they can put a winning product on the ice every season. Tim army's been here. He's knocking on the door of a hundred wins in just four years as the head coach of the wild now this being his fourth and it's more than just lip service here obviously a lot has to go right and tim's not putting the cart before the horse by any means but players to all of the support staff and to all the front office staff as well um not just the people who are down around the locker room but the people who are upstairs selling tickets who are taking care of getting and so on and so on it's a firm belief that this team has the ability to make a run and be a contender in the Western Conference. And those are the expectations. And you set your goals high and you see where you fall. But as of right now, through uh, four games, we're three and one and really could have been four and oh, but with a, a loss in, in Texas that I know Tim Army thought game. And so the expectations in the bar is very high. Uh, just looking at, um, you know, as you mentioned, some nice wins to start off the season. Who have been the players that have kind of led the charge so far uh, through the first four games? Well, there's been a bevy of players that have taken the reins for this team early on, and it's some of the guys that, to be ended, I wasn't circling on my to start the year. Uh, first and Flaney, uh, I mean, he, he has rocketed onto the score sheet, had a giant weekend, four goals in two games. I thought he'd be a candidate for the AHL CCM Player of the Week, but another minute him in Scott Perch uh, out in Springfield with St. Louis's Farm Club. He had a big week too. Um, but Sweeney had a giant week and he had in two games. Um, so he, he blew the lid off the place at Wells Fargo Arena. He's been outstanding. Kyle Rao proving that he is just a perennial AHL all-star caliber player. He's got five points through four games. He scored the opening goal of the regular season down on night one in Texas two weekends ago. I really think though, even though on the point sheet, he's not leading. Connor Dewar has been the best player on the ice for Iowa every single game. He's blown me away with his ability to shield the puck. He holds on to the puck just an incredible amount. And, and at the higher you go in hockey, the, the less time you have with the puck. And so the guys that you see have the puck a long time, they're really impressive. And just every time Connor Dewar is on the ice right now, he's creating offense. He and Kyle Rao have been brilliant together. Mitchell Chafee has been the other winger that they have found to be the best candidate to play with the Dewar-Rao tandem. And that, those three have been all over the place. They've been the best line on the ice uh, for sure the last two games. I thought they were really good in Texas, Texas as, as well. Once Tim Army combination, I think it was about midway through the second game when Army linked them up and they really turned it on from there. Those are the guys up front that I've really noted. And the points show, I mean, Dewar, I, I, I shouldn't have, have sold Dewar short. He's only got one point less than Sweeney and Rao does. Um, <laughs> but uh, so those three have been have been great. I, I mentioned Chafee. On the back end, I've really been impressed by Joe Hicketts. Uh, he was a guy who was with the Grand Rapids Griffins five seasons. Four of those five years, he led the Griffins in scoring by defensemen. He's really picked up right where he left off in Grand Rapids with this team. Um, he's made a few just incredible passes to set up goals. I know a lot of people saw the Marco Rossi goal that was scored down in Texas, his first goal. And as beautiful as it was to watch Rossi patiently outweigh the goaltender, which, by the way, I asked Marco about that. and He said that was on purpose. He gave a little head fake out the goalie to go down and then wrapped it around. Now, you never know when you ask guys if, if they're just saying that to look good. But 
I don't know. Something tells me that was purposeful from a guy that is as talented as Marco is. But that pass, the diagonal pass from the top of the point right side of the ice, straight down the gut through about three sets of skates to Marco on the backside. It was a beautiful pass. And that was Hicketts that made the pass. He's been dynamite. He didn't play the opening night of the season, but he uh, he got through whatever he was working through injury-wise that night and has been outstanding ever since. He and Kalen Addison have been a pairing. And talk about offense. Those two are on the same wavelength. You should see some of the things these two do on the blue line together. They clearly are thinking the same game because they're they're exchanging, they're giving and taking. It, it, it's like which one's playing left, which one's playing right. You don't know because they're all over the ice. Um, so those are just some guys right off the hop that I know have really impressed me. But from a team perspective, the depth of this club is, I think, what really has Coach Army and everyone down here excited. And there are players who Minnesota fans might not really know about, guys like Kevin Churchman, who's, a, who's an AHL veteran defenseman, guys like John Lazat, who I know was a late add to Iowa. He was the guy that hung around up in Minnesota to the bitter end of those final cuts of training camp. Those two have been the Ministry of Defense for me. They have just been blocking shots, getting sticks in lanes, taking care of business defensively when, when they have to, and then allowing – those high octane offensive players to get up the ice by making a great first breakout pass out of their own zone. So it's really been uh, uh, offense and defense by committee with this team. And you and I don't have enough time to talk about all the other individual performances, specifically this past weekend against Rockford, where it was top to bottom lights out hockey. I think really from, from player one to player 23 in the lineup. We'll continue that chat with Ben Gesslison, the play-by-play voice of the Iowa Wilds, next here on Locked on Wilds. BetOnline.ag is back, and they are better than ever. They offer a new web interface for the start of the basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website, to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code locked on to receive that welcome bonus. From basketball, football, and baseball's postseason to the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite shows, movies, and sports all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. Let's hop back in and uh, talk a little bit more about some names the Minnesota Wild fans listening today will be familiar with, with Ben Gesselson, the play-by-play voice of the Iowa Wilds. 
talking to Ben Gislason, the voice of the Iowa Wild. I want to talk about some guys that Wild fans may be familiar with that are getting a chance to just get back to normal this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who maybe had the least normal season of all last year, of course, Andrew Hammond, who was the taxi squad goalie and just was waiting for an opportunity that uh, that didn't end up ever materialize uh, materializing. And now getting a chance to play at Iowa. Has he talked at all about kind of what last year was like? And uh, how has he settled in so far this year? Well, I can tell you he said he was very sore on uh, Sunday after the first <laughs> game that he played because that's a full game. And there's no way to get back in full game shape than to just play a full game as a starter. And by the way, he kicked aside all 27 shots Texas threw at him on opening night down at the HEB Center in Cedar Park. So he was outstanding in that hockey game. And that was a night where the offense we saw the last two nights here this weekend, it wasn't around. The Wild only scored one goal in that game. It was Kyle Rao. And then Connor Dewar added an empty netter late to make it 2 nothing. But otherwise, it was all about Hammond. And again, some of those defenders in front of him were making strong plays. I asked Tim Army about Andrew Hammond going into the Friday night game here at Wells Fargo Arena because that was his second start of the season. Derek Barabo has been the other goaltender. They've been splitting time. Um, but I asked him, when you have a goalie like that who just has oodles of experience, not only at the American Hockey League level, but at the National Hockey League level, and successful experience, because there's a difference than a goalie who's just been around and a goalie who has succeeded and won at the highest levels, and Hammond has done that. And Tim Army just very candidly said, it's one less thing you have to think about. You know what you're going to get from Andrew Hammond every night. And of all the positions where consistency matters most, it's goaltending. And to have someone that is as durable and dependable and can really be hands-off like Andrew Hammond is a remarkable thing to have in a hockey team. And it's just another feather in the cap of why this team thinks they have a shot to go places. And barring injuries, both to Minnesota and to Iowa, because we all, you know well, Seth, that if Minnesota gets dinged up, a lot of the firepower that Iowa has down here is going to go up to Minnesota. And that's a part of, that's a part of it. Um, but barring both of these teams, if they can stay healthy, I think both of these teams have a great shot to be very, very special clubs to watch this season, both at the NHL level and the AHL level. Uh, another guy I wanted to ask you about, Adam Beckman, who was another one of those guys that hung around till the absolute end of training camp and ended up getting sent down to Iowa to start off the season. Um, how, how did he take that? And has he had kind of that, that look of determination that, you know, at the end of the day, he's going to get back up to the NHL level, uh, hopefully at some point this season? Adam Beckman has a great head on his shoulders. Uh, I haven't spoken with him personally about how he took that, but I do know that all of those players right now, and, and this includes Marco Rossi, because I have spoke to Marco about this, who I think of all the players, everybody up in Minnesota from a fan base thought would be hanging around with the big club. It was him and you know, me even included a little bit. Um, all the guys that I've had a chance to talk to about that, they understand that this is a part of the process and the new NHL is, is, is rarely one where you see players, no matter how highly they're drafted or touted walk in and let alone be an impact player, but even stick at the national hockey league level right away. It doesn't mean that we may not see Marco move up here sooner than later. And we may never see him again. It doesn't mean that Adam Beckman may not get that shot and he might come up, do what he did in the preseason in the national hockey league. And that is score. And if that's the case, I'd imagine they're going to keep him around, but The biggest thing that you look at now from the American Hockey League standpoint is not only are players going to come down here and play, which is what all of these top end, top six forwards, top four D type defensemen need. We need to play. You don't want to plug a guy down on a a fourth line where he has to check and where he has to block shots, which are all important things. But Adam Beckman's a shooter. He's a scorer. That's what he was drafted to do. 
And yep. he's going to be able to do that at the American Hockey League level. He did it uh, two nights ago against the Rockford Ice Hogs. He blew one by Colin Delia, who, by the way, was an NHL goalie last year with Chicago. Um, he blew it over his shoulder, stared him down. Delia was set. He was on his angle, and he never moved. I mean, he froze him and just lasered it by. It was a gorgeous shot. Um, so I, I would go as far as to say, again, like I said, Adam hasn't told me whether he was – I mean, I'm sure he was upset. You would be, wouldn't be a competitor if you weren't. Yeah. But – he understands that, especially as a 20-year-old who has only played coming into the season nine professional hockey games, that he has to earn his right to get to that lineup, and he has to prove he can do it at this level first before he can prove that he can do it at the National Hockey League level. And, and Tim Harvey says it all the time. You can't learn on the fly in the National Hockey League. You have to be ready to go, and you have to walk in prepared to play at that level. There's no learning on the fly. It's too fast. It's too good. I'm almost a direct quote from him because I've heard him say it to our guys so many times, but it's true. And Adam Beckman, Marco Rossi, uh, Connor Dewar, Kalen Addison, those guys who are the bubble players right now, they're all getting an opportunity to prove to the world that they can be top end talent at the American hockey league level. They can learn to be def uh, defensively dependable. Cause some of these guys too, you look at a guy like Addison who I think he can get it done offensively, but can he take care of his own zone? Like he needs to at the national hockey league level. He's learning to do that here. And it's only going to benefit and behoove these players when they eventually do get that call up and they stay up in St. Paul. Um, just kind of a piggyback question on Marco Rossi obviously had a very, uh, scary year last year dealing with COVID-19 and uh, and healing up and recovering from that. Um, I, I would imagine, you know, happy to be playing hockey again, but um, is it kind of a, a take him along a little slower approach just to make sure that he truly is up to speed before he is, you know, registering multiple games in a row? You know, I, I don't know that to be the case. I, I, I haven't spoken at length with our athletic training staff, uh, Masa Takayua, as well as Max Knight. Uh, I haven't spoken with them about that. But I, I think that we would all be foolish to think that that isn't on the back of, of some people's minds here because just like with Andrew Hammond having to, to get readdressed to playing a full 60-minute hockey game in goal, it takes a lot for a player to miss a full season and to jump right back in and go zero to 60. Um, and, and I think we maybe noticed it a little bit down in Texas with Marco. Um, and this is more just me pontificating than it is me hearing anything from an athletic trainer or from our coaching staff, but sure. he was maybe the best player on the ice in the opening period of the opening game down in Texas. He was on a line with Adam Beckman and I believe it was uh, who was on his wing. Will Bitten was on his wing for a little bit. Um, boy, I can't remember who was on the right wing, but it was really, it was Beckman and Rossi who were really jumping off the page. And then they sort of disappeared a little bit uh, in the second period. And that was something Tim Army and I talked about where the, he felt that early they were moving pucks. They were getting pucks to the net. They were vigorously attacking in the offensive zone. And Tim doesn't know. I don't know if, if the reason they fell off the page a little bit was because maybe Marco got tired. We don't, again, I don't know that, but I, I think that definitely that that's something that people have to keep an eye on because you don't want to burn him out. Uh, you have to be very conscientious about the year that he did have last year, let alone even if just a guy was just not playing hockey, but to have to go through what he went through um, from, from that, the myocarditis standpoint and, and obviously the, the positive COVID-19 test. But the one thing I will say about Marco 
is um, I know he's fed up with being asked about last year. <laughs> I know that much. He wants to play <laughs> hockey. Uh, he, he wants to be to be known as the player that he's going to be, not the player that wasn't in the 2019 or pardon me, 2021 season. Um, and he's a diligent worker. He is a student of the game. I know he's eating up every inch of the tutelage that he's getting from the coaching staff here. Um, and the time we do get to see him, I, I, I know that we're all trying to relish it as much as we can because it doesn't take watching him very long to see the talent level there, not only with his hands and his skating, but I, really the mental side of the game to me was the thing that has blown me away in the early sample size that I've seen of him. Um, he has that ability to foreshadow the game and look other places when other people aren't looking there. And granted, we only really saw from a highlight reel standpoint the goal that he scored, but there were there have been some other little things that I've seen him do, even in just the two games I've seen him, because unfortunately he did not play last weekend uh, in our home opener, which was a bummer for us from a marketing standpoint. Um, but we're hopefully going to get him in at least another home game or two before, obviously, I know he wants to get up to Minnesota. I know the fans want to see him too. Um, one final one on Kalen Addison, then we'll move on to just some general questions because I want to ask you about you know the process of incorporating the Iowa Heartlanders into the mm-hmm. Wild family. Um, who prompted Kalen to uh, to shave his uh, his lettuce? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's funny when, when we we were doing some player feature content stuff this summer over our social, over our website. And when I interviewed him in, I think it was early August, he still had it. He had the long hair, he had the mustache, it was all there. And then he showed up for training camp. And I think it was even in Minnesota. I don't think he had it. I think it was gone. Um, and I, I've, I've yet to ask him. And the one thing I will say about it in the, in the summer, when I, again, I brought it up, asking him, why keep it, why keep it? As much as it did get fanfare and notoriety at social media, one, I think Kalen really tunes that out. I don't think he's a big social media person. Um, but two, I almost think he was just, he just did it because either he just didn't care to shave it off or he was just sort of doing it. I, like he didn't buy into a lot of the, the, the fanfare about it. I, I, he's such a, he's a very simple, modest, just easygoing guy. And as talented and, and as dynamic as he is as a hockey player, he very much just wants to play hockey. That's what he wants to do. He, he's not someone that is all about trying to get himself out there. He was not doing it for the recognition. I can, I can speak very honestly about that, just with the way he operates. He's not someone that was doing it because he wanted to get FaceTime. He wanted to get all over social media. I think it just sort of happened, and then he just hung on to it. And so that's my answer to your question is I think he just all of a sudden maybe woke up one day and went, yeah, let's shave it. <laughs> I honestly think that might've been what he did. Fair enough. We will finish off the conversation with Ben coming up next here on locked on wilds. Today's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Like is your odyssey an LX or an EX? And why wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And rockauto.com's prices are reliably low for every customer. 
So head to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write Lockdown in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All at rockauto.com. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. A reminder, we are free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild with Ben Gesselson, the play-by-play voice of the Iowa Wild, talking now about how the Iowa Wild have helped make the start of their franchise uh, with the Iowa Heartlanders uh, a little bit of an easier process, as well as how he is adjusting, uh, taking over for Joe O'Donnell, who is the radio voice for the Minnesota Wild. So final segment with Ben. Here we go. Let's let's just talk a little uh, to finish up today uh, about the Iowa Heartlanders being the newest member to the Wild family. Have you had a lot of interaction or has Iowa had um, a, a lot? I know Hunter Jones uh, starting down at the ECHL uh, to start the season, but ha- has there been a lot of interaction between uh, the Heartlanders and the Iowa Wild here uh, to start the season? Tons. And there was a lot more in the summer than there has been over the last two to three weeks for two reasons. One, I know that our, our ticket staff uh, here in Des Moines and our corporate staff, as well as I think even some marketing, uh, really helped get them off the ground from just that foundational standpoint. But uh, just to have a team so close, strictly proximity wise, even if they didn't know what they were doing over there and, and they weren't running things properly would be great, but it's a fantastic organization. There are good people over there. Jerry Fleming is the head coach. He has a storied history in professional hockey of being a coach uh, knows what he's doing is a terrific guy as well. I've had the opportunity to spend some time with him, not only at the Minnesota training camp, but he was here for our training camp as well, which then followed Minnesota's camp finishing up, up in St. Paul. Um, And and Jerry is, is a wonderful guy and is a good coach and is going to do great things with the prospects that we have over in Coralville, two hours East of here. It's really Iowa city for those of you in Minnesota who are wondering where in the world Coralville, Iowa is. So it's right in the shadows of, uh, of the Iowa Hawkeyes. So their colors scheme, black and gold, smart marketing choice there by the Heartlanders staff. Um, I've had a lot of contact with David Fine, their broadcaster and communications director does a fantastic job over there. Um, and their building is gorgeous. We got to play two preseason games out at Xtreme Arena in Coralville. Um, October 7th and October 8th against the Rockford Ice Hogs. Um, we had a pretty good fan showing for just a couple preseason games. And I saw some photos from their home opener, which was the same night as our home opener last Friday. Looks like they had a great crowd. Fans got to see a great game. I think they got the W. Um, and it's, it's for us, growing the game in Iowa is at its core what we're trying to do. Um, obviously, growing players, getting them ready for Minnesota and the National Hockey League level is the hockey ops side. But from a marketing standpoint or from just a team organization standpoint here in Des Moines growing the game is so important to us and to have you know our 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 baby brother over in in Coralville is a huge huge asset not only because we can shuttle players back and forth so easily but because we're going to breed new hockey fans over in Coralville and that is at, at the heart of the matter something that's just near and dear to us and to know that we have a staff that we can trust and is a valuable group and knows what they're doing and is going to build hockey from the ground up over, or I should say from the ice up uh, over in Coralville is a huge asset to not only the Iowa Wild, but to the Minnesota Wild as well. 
And final one for you today, Ben. Obviously, Joe O'Donnell getting the promotion up to the Minnesota Wild to do the radio side of things there, which means that you had the opportunity to hop into the radio seat for the Iowa Wild. Uh, Just tell us about how it's been so far. As somebody that does uh, play-by-play myself, I can uh, appreciate um, the enjoyment that it brings. Uh, how, How has the change been for you so far this year? Well, firstly, I, I got to say, now that Joe's not my boss anymore, I can finally stop blowing smoke about how great he is. No, I'm totally <laughs> kidding. Um, I had to say that because Joe, hopefully Joe hears it and laughs at that. Um, it really, and what, what I really wanted to start with is um, there isn't a guy that I've met in hockey who has operated with more professionalism, more kindness. Um, Ellie has taught me an incredible amount, not only about what it takes to succeed and survive at times at the professional hockey level, whether it's broadcasting, whether it's dealing with, with players, coaches, other personnel, et cetera. But I've learned an incredible amount of from him about how to operate in life in this business, because he's a father, he's a husband, and he's damn good at both of those two things. I've seen it firsthand. His kids adore him. So does his wife. And that's a hard thing in this business sometimes. And I have a wife and I want to have children someday. And that's something that's in the back your head you're going how do you juggle all this because our schedule's so crazy and for me to see firsthand someone like him operate the way he did and does and still will and probably what will be a hard year for him going back and forth because his wife and kids are still in Des Moines um, has been just a treat for me and I, I I can't say enough about as a person as a broadcaster and for those of you who haven't got to listen to a lot of Joe yet you are going to be blessed with with what he brings he's as honest of a guy guys I've met and I just can't say enough about Joe. Um, that being said, uh, I am literally living my dream in, in getting to do what I'm doing right now. And I get to do it for a team that I grew up rooting for my entire life. I was there when Darby Hendrickson scored the opening goal at XL Energy Center. I was sitting right below the, the number one fans in the world sign up. I think it was section 227 with my mom watching that game. And I, I grew up bleeding green uh, I painted my face when when they made the, the, the Stanley Cup playoff run, lost the Ducks uh, in the early 2000s. And my whole life I've wanted to call hockey. I've wanted to call hockey at the highest level I could reach. And, and really I'm at a point now where there's only one level higher than where I'm at. So um, I'm living a dream. I'm blessed beyond belief to get to do what I do. And I'm just so thankful for this organization and the support they've shown me, whether it's Joe, whether it's our vice president, Allie Brown, whether it's our president, Todd Fredrickson, or even the people up in Minnesota, I know that have been just so supportive and kind to me. Um, I, I just, there's so many people that I, that I have to thank for this and to get to turn on the microphone and see those decibel levels pumping every Friday and Saturday night, um, whether it's here in Des Moines or whether it's uh, out down in Cedar Park, Texas, or this weekend, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, it's been really one of the joys of my profession. It is the joy of my professional life, without a doubt. Outstanding. Well, uh, we appreciate the time very much today, Ben, uh, in kind of getting a, a little bit of a taste of what's going on with the Iowa Wild. Uh, listeners, you can follow him at Voice of Benny G on Twitter. And uh, we're going to have to definitely do this again as the season unfolds because there is going to be hopefully a lot of success between both Minnesota and Iowa. And uh, can't wait to do it again. Seth, you're true pro thank you my friend Uh, we like to say down here the road to st paul leads through des moines and so hopefully we'll have a lot of movement between those two clubs this year and a lot of guys to talk about uh and that'll be making their presence known not not only in des moines but in st paul huge thank you to ben gesselson for joining the show today to talk about all things iowa wild Uh, we'll definitely check in with him later on in the season as well as hopefully get a chance to talk to some of the players that make up the iowa wilds roster 
Uh, again, reminder, the Wilds play Vancouver on the road tonight, so we will have coverage of that um, here this evening. Uh, probably do a live post game as well as uh, tweets throughout the game, so make sure to follow us along for that. And uh, we'll have a recap of what happened uh, for the Wilds uh, on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Wild. So make sure to tune in then. Make sure to follow Lockdown Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. And now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure to head over to Lockdown Canucks to get the lowdown on the Wilds opponent this evening uh, to see if the Wilds can get back into the win column and improve to 5-1 and one on the season. Make sure also to follow Lockdown Wild on any of our social media platforms as well, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Make sure to follow us on YouTube so that you don't miss out on any of the content we bring to you on a daily basis from our YouTube channel. And uh, we've got new episodes coming every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.